You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Concussion Doc, episode number 91, The Concussion Fix. So the Concussion Fix course was a project or is a project that uh, we've been working on now for a few months. And really what it is, is a course designed for patients. Um, The idea behind this course, and I have some others that are going to be speaking, you can see Dr. Paul Herkel's head in the bottom corner there. And if you're watching uh, or you're listening to the podcast, he will be joining us in just a second. Um, The Concussion Fix course is a course specifically designed for patients, and the idea is that most of the time, um, the things that are needed for concussion recovery are uh, simple things that can be done on your own. So these are the conversations that I'm frequently having with my patients and our other presenters are frequently having with their patients to just try and provide education and guidance. Uh, with respect to things you can do for your recovery, right? Things that are good for recovery, we know things like exercise, diet, sleep, hormone balance, uh, vestibular rehab, visual rehab, um, treatment of the neck. All of these different things are important for concussion, but as a patient, it's often difficult to know what to do, when to do it, how hard to do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the questions that we always frequently get, the conversations that we always are having with our patients on just kind of repeat mode, we decided that this would be more applicable as a course to help empower patients to take control of their own recoveries uh, and help them implement the steps needed in order to get better. There's a lot of people that can't get access to good uh, concussion care. There's a lot of people that are given misinformation, limited information, conflicting information. And so this course is designed to be an evidence-based scientific background framework that can um, provide you with guidance on how you can tackle your concussion recovery. Now, my expertise is mostly on the rehabilitative side. Uh, I deal in things like exercise, so cardiovascular exercise. How do you do this when you don't have access to a treadmill or a treadmill test or, or a professional that can help you run it? These are the things that we talk about in the course. My other areas are vestibular, visual, uh, treatment of the neck, neck rehab, things like that that are basic foundational elements that anyone can do. And this course is not designed to replace your current care, but rather help augment what you're currently doing, uh, help to support it. It's almost like adding another team of professionals to your current care team uh, to help you through it, to be there as a resource. Inside this course, we also have uh, a group, a forum for patients to ask questions, have our experts weigh in on these questions, uh, have support from other people that are going through what you're going through, and really just designed to be a community that is based on an evidence-based concussion management framework. So as I said, my areas of expertise are on the rehab side, the exercise, the visual, the vestibular, the neck, um, and I needed other experts to come on board to help me uh, bring this whole thing together. This is designed to be very comprehensive. And so one of the things that we needed was definitely diet, uh, inflammation, gut brain health, hormone regulation, sleep, 
all of these things are right in the wheelhouse of my good friend, Dr. Paul Herkel, who's also a scientific advisory board member for complete concussion management. He's going to be my first guest on to talk today. So I'm just going to give you a bit of his bio. Dr. Herkel is a board certified naturopathic doctor with a passion to apply innovative and evidence-based nutritional, biological, and supplemental interventions to address underlying metabolic endocrine and immunological dysfunctions. Dr. Herkel has a special interest in neurological health, chronic pain, and brain injuries. He's a strong advocate of integrative medical education, frequently writing and lecturing to both healthcare professionals and public audiences. Dr. Herkel lectures extensively on the topic of integrative and natural approaches to concussions and neurotrauma recovery. He is a member of the Scientific Advisory Board of Complete Concussion Management, an international leader in research-based concussion management education and certification. He is currently the medical director for Advanced Orthomolecular Research, AOR, an innovative and leading Canadian natural health product company and maintains a clinical practice in the Toronto area at two integrative clinics. Dr. Herkel, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for uh, having me, Tim. Oh, I'm still coming through on that. I don't know why that volume went up. Sorry about that. All right. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, so just to kind of cover um, the things that you discuss in, in your area of the course, do you want to kind of give people a little bit of a background um, in your areas of expertise and how this applies to the concussion fix training course? Yeah, one thing that we talk a lot about in our CCMI course and when we lecture together is about having a comprehensive approach to brain injuries and concussions. And so one of the pieces of the pie that I think that we both kind of agree that is often overlooked is kind of what I call the metabolic side. And if you're not familiar with that term, it basically is like what's happening inside of the body on a, on almost like a biochemistry level. And that includes things like the foods that you eat and the nutrients that it gives you. That includes, as you mentioned, inflammation. That includes the interaction between the gut and the brain. And it includes hormones. It includes sleep. And so those are the main sections that I, that I talk about in this con concussion fix course. And it was, you know, it was a lot of work putting it together. As you said, we've been working on it for months, but it was uh, really rewarding to go through all of this. And, and it was something that I, uh, that as, as you said, we keep repeating with our patients over and over. And it is, this information is, is so important that we just felt we had to get it out there. So we had to, we had to, we had to bring it up and this course is a great way of doing it. Um, so just to break it down for you really quick. Uh, nutrition and some of the practical aspects. I, and I really go into some of the, the, the behind the scenes of, okay, so why is, you know, eating gluten potentially damaging or holding somebody back from their recovery? You know, you probably heard of that before, but this course breaks down the research. I, I kind of weigh in from my kind of clinical experience. It's very educational in nature. As you mentioned, Cam, it's not meant to be Facing anybody, you can continue to work with your national doctor if, if you have somebody like that on part of your team, which I highly recommend. Definitely work with everybody that's doing manual therapy for you. Uh, but it now gives you kind of almost like a support network to be able to now deliver that to you in a more tangible way. Like, for example, you know, what do I eat for breakfast? And so I, I go through, um, you know, specific meals. What are what are things that you should be including? 
uh, you know, what types of fats are good fats. And so a, a lot more detail, actually, even than sometimes I share with my patients, because I simply don't have time. And it's something I'm going to be asking my patients, hey, you want if you want more information, go check this out, because we've put a lot of a uh, lot of work into making this, uh, you know, really streamlined. Yeah, I mean, I was going through all of your content to upload it and everything like that. And the amount of of stuff that you included just with handouts and like, you know, vagus nerve stimulation and all this type of really cool stuff. Um, I know just on my end, it's definitely way more than I'm able to provide in terms of education to, to my patients on a regular basis, because like you said, you just don't have time, right? This is all the stuff um, of just getting out there, everything that you've ever wanted your patients to know. Um, I really think this is going to be pretty powerful um, in terms of being able to help people, you know, all over the place um, to get better. So it's just crazy the amount of, of like practical resources that, uh, that, that you've included in your stuff. And, and, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 I think I totally agree with you. It's interesting to, to think about, you know, a lot of people will say like, you know, why would you create a course like this? Because, you know, that's basically what you do. And, and that's actually not what I do with my patients. It's part of what I do. Um, as you know, you know, as a, as a clinician, everybody needs to have a personalized plan. But if everyone came to me and said, listen, already doc, I'm, I've cleaned up my diet and I'm eating a certain way that's going to limit inflammation that's happening in the brain. I've, I've already have an understanding of how my gut health is related to my brain, which I detail in extensively in the course, but in a way that, you know, there's a lot of research out there as well, and I've distilled it down. So it's a lot of that is simplifying a lot of complex topics and, and misinformation, like you're, you're bang on in your introduction is that there's a ton of misinformation out there about what to eat, what not to eat, should I do keto, should I not do keto, uh, you know, is this, is coconut oil a good food, is it not a good food? You know, I've, I've now had a chance to put all of that, uh, scour the research, put all that in a kind of an easy to understand way. And, and people can go to that and almost create a foundation. So when they, let's say they do come see me, which would be an ideal situation, um, or they go continue their, their physiotherapy or their other care they're doing, they are now taking care of uh, the foundational piece of inflammation and sleep and hormones, at least they have an idea of how important they are and who they might now need to go see to kind of take care of that. So it really is, I think, empowering to people that are taking this course and not replacing good quality but kind of getting everybody on a baseline that say, hey, this is the this is the riffraff, this is the stuff that's really not helpful. This is what the research says. Let's hopefully uh, you know put it together and have a good understanding of yes, the way I sleep has a huge role to play in my concussion recovery. And I've kind of broken it down very simply for people. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that, that I find with my patients is so hard. Like I don't have time to spend, you know, two hours teaching them about proper sleep. Um, but I just, it's so important to their recovery. So like you said, that's the, these, these are the foundational elements that if you don't take care of this, the rest of it's going to be hard. And actually the way I structured the course um, I like right from the get-go, I have some educational stuff, some pathophysiology stuff, but the first actual, um, implementation strategies are first the mindset, uh, and then right into diet, sleep yeah. and, and, and all of your stuff. So these are the foundational elements, just like you said, what, yeah. 
what elements are you most excited about just in terms of your your content that 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 you included in this like what are kind of some of the the biggest nuggets that you think are going to be helpful um yeah i i think it, it's hard for me to tease out because there's I, i'm going to say there's three major areas uh, and so i know that you know uh, the one of the beauty parts about this course is that it's almost like there's a synergy with all the different layers. I am not an expert in everything, but I know you have a, a really good, strong knowledge of obviously the manual therapy side, the exercise recovery side, rehabilitation and the physiology. So I don't need to go in and explain all that stuff. But what I did do is that I kind of said, okay, how does the pathophysiology of a concussion relate to diet? How does it relate to sleep? And now it allowed me to be just really zoned in on okay so let's talk about how to sleep better uh, and so that that's one area that i'm really excited about is being able to share with people a lot of things that are totally free but they're just having to kind of implement these things in their life in a way because they've heard this from a person or they read an instagram post but having kind of uh, I outlined six key principles of sleep hygiene. How do you, how can you sleep better without taking a drug or without even taking a supplement to start with? And so these are things that are free. And so when I realized that they're free, to me, this was just such a great opportunity to now spread the message that we've been sharing with all of our patients to people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And because this information's out there, but it's in 10 different spots and, and, and it might be accompanied with two bad recommendations or in a way that is really not easy to understand they're really easy to consume so i think that's what i'm most excited about is being able to distill information from so many different massive topics like you know sleep and and the way that the gut is relating to the brain and what particular characteristics and properties of food have in terms of their relation to inflammation and i spend a whole module just talking about not even just brain injuries but just breaking down does food have a role to play in the way that our brain feels? Does it have a role to play in, 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 in propagating inflammation, let's say? So that is something that you know is, is, is really exciting for me to be able to just have the ability to take, take the time to break all those things down. Um, and then ultimately that culminates in a lot of, as you said, a lot of practical handouts and practical kind of resources where people can actually take it away and be like, all right, so here are things that I can do to stimulate the connection between my gut and my brain. And the great news is, is that you can do them right in your home. You don't have to buy anything for it. Mm. One thing that's been just, just blowing my mind of, of just little things I've been doing for myself. Now, I don't have a concussion, but I'm obviously interested in, in health and, and other things. And um, I mean, changing my diet a couple of years ago, being an asthmatic my entire life and changing my diet a few years ago, um, completely eliminated my need to use inhalers um now since you know summer's kicking back up and i haven't been as diligent i'm noticing <laughs> that i actually need my inhalers again so and it's just and it's just a crazy thing i remember when you when you took control of my diet and just you know kind of put me on the right path within within days of changing it my mind felt clear i was sleeping better right away and i was just like mm -hmm. holy shit how many of my concussion patients are just going through this exact thing right so breaking all that down, I don't think people realize that what you're putting into your body is having a profound effect 
on your inflammation, on your fatigue, on your fogginess, on your concentration difficulties, and all of these things that people often struggle with following concussion is just so tied into, you know, change your diet, change your whole situation potentially, right? Um, and actually, we did, a, we did a talk last week with Nazig, uh, and she was one of my patients a couple of years ago, and she came in after six years, and we changed her diet. And within the first week, she had dropped her symptoms by more than 50%, just, exactly. changing, just changing her diet. Um, and another thing that's been really interesting to me lately has been sleep. So I've been looking more into sleep and I, I got, I got an aura ring over Christmas. I don't know if you use the aura ring. Do you, do you have an aura ring? Do you, do you know no, I, I, I don't. I, I've heard of it before. It's, you know, the technology is a beautiful thing now, yeah. but, um, I'm still old school myself. <laughs> I probably should be because sometimes I just read too much into it and I'm like, oh, I had a bad sleep last night, you know? Um, but I find that that it's it's really interesting just implementing certain like little changes, right? Like not having high heavy carb meals before bed, um, mm-hmm. you know, not having alcohol before bed um, completely changes your sleep. Like I, I wasn't getting deep sleep and all of a sudden I changed, made these couple changes, getting sunlight during the day right? People don't realize it, but getting that first dose of sunlight, like blue light is good for you, right? A lot of people with concussion are walking around wearing blue light filter and sunglasses all day long. And that's actually not effective. You should wear blue light blockers at night, like after 8 p.m. But when the sun is up, you should be actually getting all of that blue light stimulation because that's actually what's helping your circadian rhythm. And if you block that, your circadian rhythm gets all screwed up. Um, That's right. Yeah. So of course, Zoom's going to end our meeting here while we're while we're live on uh, online. But I'll just I'll just open up another one with Melinda. So we might have to do that. Might have to make this a two part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no worries. So um, yeah, I mean, I I think just that that whole area is just so so important, and um, you know, awesome to have you have you on it. I appreciate that. It's been uh, it's been honor working together as as we have with collaboration with patients. So this is just a real natural extension that uh and i i'm really excited honestly i'm getting feedback this is something that is a, a community as well it's not just going to be a static educational course so you know it people are going to get some great information we're going to talk about specifics like alcohol and its effect on sleep uh you know people have heard that but we're going to actually break some of that stuff down so some of those details that we just simply don't ever have a chance even with my patients yeah, I'll say don't drink alcohol, but then they don't really know why. And then when you don't know why, you actually don't adhere to it as well. Mm-hmm. So that part of that recovery mindset is education. And education is power. I keep telling that to my patients. Once you know why, for example, in your in your particular case, once you realize that, hey, I'm eating foods that create an inflammatory response in my airways, now I know how there's this connection. Well, the, it's a no-brainer. I'm just going to avoid it. It's almost like the more you know, the more that you actually, uh, the more that you can't hide from the truth. You actually have to adhere to it. So that was the thing with me is that I used to kind of like, oh, I ate gluten once in a while, but, and I don't have a brain injury. But once I started reading all the research on it, I was like, I have no choice but to now start limiting my, my gluten feed, uh, my gluten intake. And it also has helped me. And I realized that only until I removed it, that things were, things that I didn't realize that were, were happening um, so I, I'm just really excited to kind of be able to share this, this really, I think, I think game changing and life changing information with, uh, with people out there. Yeah, I think it's, I, I really, and I've, I've been saying this too, I think I completely agree with you in terms of um, like knowledge is power. Um, 
knowing like if I, I've always tried to do with my patients, if they understand why I'm telling them to do something, they're going to be way more likely to do it. Um, so I, I honestly think that just, just doing this is going to probably be able to completely eliminate symptoms in probably 75 to 80% of people if they actually implement the strategies that are included. There's going to be some things that we obviously can't do through a course, like we can't provide manual therapy. There's some, some rehab course, yeah. that you're going to need to do. You might have to go for additional testing. You may need hormone replacements or some other things. Um, but I honestly think that that's actually a small fraction of what people need. People just need to start exercising better, start eating better, start sleeping better, um, and start challenging their nervous system a little bit by bit, but know what to do and why they're doing it. And I think it's just going to make such a tremendous uh, impact on people. So, um, yeah, I think that this oh, is... Oh. What? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you mentioned stress. Is a, that's one thing I totally forgot. Is I really go into stress and the hormone piece too. Uh, and that is one of these huge limiting factors. I have to say with every single one of my patients, they're all in this fight and flight mode. They're, 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 they're in a state of their nervous system and their hormonal system. We always think of hormones like reproduction and sex and that kind of stuff. It's actually way more... Uh, related to everything you do in your life from an energy perspective to hair growth to a uh, massive component to it um, and just when you were talking there that I just kind of like you know triggered me being like yeah that's a huge component that I don't have a chance to chat with my patients about and mm -hmm. so I actually I'm doing this partly selfishly but I want all my patients to take this course yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> because now they're actually going to be able to have a, me talking in their ear for the next, you know, however long it takes for them to go. And then getting all the bonus stuff that Melinda and you were going to talk about, like that's just phenomenal information. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be good from, from a patient care standpoint, but also for people who can't get access to that kind of care, who don't have a circle of care like us, you know, um, I basically describe it as like, I've brought my circle, you know, into this so that people can kind of um, you know, I always get requests from people like even overseas in Europe and, and all, all over the place to come and, you know, see me, but I'm always like, well, if you're coming to see me, you got to see all these other people too. So we have to start coordinating appointments and we've had to do that in the past for people flying in. Yeah. But now it's like, we've just kind of put it all together. Um, and I almost want to say that this is probably the first step in that. So next time I get requests from overseas, I can say first do this. And if you're still having issues after that, then we can talk about that because right. you, know, you essentially got to come spend, you know, 12, 12 weeks here in Toronto, um, you know, which a lot of it's just um, just stuff that you could be doing on your own, right? Um, as long as you have the knowledge to do it. For sure. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me today live. Um, I'm going to now switch it over to uh, chat with Melinda. You can hang out if you want or you can go. but. Uh, you know, always, always a pleasure to see you. And uh, I'm really excited about continuing on this journey. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see this grow. And, and if you, anybody that takes the course, please give us feedback. It's, it's an evolution as we, as we go. It was, it's something that we're super passionate about. It's something that we're really excited to put together. But, you know, we know that as the research evolves, as our patient feedback evolves, we learn all the time. So yeah. I'm really excited to get feedback on the course itself. And uh, if there's anything that you feel like has been missed, let us know. And we're going to be able to tackle it in the community, especially as part of the concussion fix. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good point to make is that 
this will evolve, right? And that's how CCMI is too. Every time something new comes out, we're always updating it to make sure that people are getting the most updated information. So yeah, I think the feedback is going to be really good. I think that, you know, even, even the discount we're running today is, is we're, we're, we're basically calling it a founding members discount because these people are going to have the, the initial people coming in are going to have a role to play in shaping, you know, what this, what this ultimately becomes in terms of community aspect and, and the content that's there. So it's just going to get better and better. For sure. All right. All right. I'm going to let you roll. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the comments there. Yeah. Okay. Melinda Krynan Hill is a registered psychotherapist, trained mindfulness facilitator, and founder of Stillspace, a mindfulness consulting company that offers mindfulness and compassion-based initiatives to enhance wellness. Melinda has a dynamic and comprehensive background in both in both psychotherapy and mindfulness. She has trained in a range of mindfulness-based interventions, such as mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and mindful self-compassion. And her academic background includes a master's of education in counseling psychology from the University of Toronto and a master of public health in health promotion from the University of Alberta. Melinda is particularly qualified in the area of chronic pain as a trained facilitator of the mindfulness-based chronic pain management program through uh, NeuroNova Center for Mindful Solutions. In her psychotherapy practice, Melinda offers individual therapy services to adults with a special focus on rehabilitation and recovery from injury or illness. Melinda has a particular expertise in working with chronic health concerns, including chronic pain, complex health conditions, post-concussion syndrome, and associated mental health concerns such as health anxiety, depression, and adjustment difficulties. She further has experience with working with obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, panic, stress, life transitions, and relationship issues. Personally, she's been practicing mindfulness meditation for over eight years. And actually, I think you introduced me to mindfulness-based meditation ah. back, in the, back in the day. Ah, that's uh, great. I didn't know that. Yes, yes. You, were, you, you had, a, you, you had a, a role to play in that. Wonderful. Um, I think that was around the time that you and I were discussing putting together um, an app hmm. uh, we were. For, for meditation to put into the CCMI app that's right but um yeah so melinda and i go go way back and uh we've worked on several patients together and uh just to follow up kind of some of the stuff i say with dr herkel is that uh you know adding her is is definitely a huge component of concussion uh recovery uh the mindfulness um you know set the mindset that people need to have because you know recovery is difficult. It's hard to get there. Um, there's going to be ups and downs along the way. And, you know, people need to have a, the, the right mindset to be able to persevere beyond that and be able to tap into some, some skills and tools um, that they need to kind of facilitate and hone and practice to have at their, at, at their disposal. Um, it's funny when I go through periods of just meditation on my own, what I find is that when I need it, it's there. But if I go through periods of time where I'm not tapping into it, I'm not practicing it every day. Um, and then, you know, one night I can't sleep and I try to, you know, quiet my mind by doing some of these activities. It's like, I can't tap into it because I'm out of, I'm out of practice. Um, so I think it's something that's just so important for people to work on and hone and all this stuff. And you give some really great um, tips and strategies within this course. And I think it's, you know, I'm just so glad that, that you agreed to join us on this. Um, but what kind of content can people expect from you in the concussion fix course? 
Absolutely. Well, same goes. You know, I, I thank you so much for for including me in this project. It's I think as both you and Paul were saying, uh, such an important you know such, such important concepts and information that really needs to be more accessible uh, for everyone. So I'm I'm grateful that we've spent the time putting this together. It seemed like a really good quarantine task for all of us. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I think it's going to be tremendously beneficial. And so I kind of think of the content that I've put together for everyone as, as being two parts. The first part is sort of more of a background and understanding uh, of the mind-body connection and, and the importance of this and what this means for uh, mental and emotional well-being, but also physical health and recovery, particularly in the case of, um, of injury such as concussion. Uh, so the first part of, you know, what I'm offering is really understanding the interrelationship between our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors, starting to understand um, how there's, there's, we can actually become familiar with the differences between these three components of our experience. And that can actually help us to make sense of what's going on when maybe there's a mental and emotional struggle. But also, you know, even if you aren't someone who's struggling, for instance, with anxiety or depression associated with your concussion, there's some really important information there around just making sense of your experiences. There may be some ways that you are avoiding certain activities just simply because of the symptom flares you might experience as a result of in engaging in some of your rehabilitation exercises. So regardless of whether you experience a mental health challenge like anxiety, uh, I really think that there's so much information available to just to help people make sense of their experiences. And then, you know, blending in with the two course offering or the two um, different sections that yourself and Paul, I think people are getting a really good overall picture of how all of this interrelates. And mm -hmm. I almost want to say that this interconnection between thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that I talk a lot about can probably go through that whole course if we embed that perspective and, and how much there is an overlap there. Well, that's so, exactly, then, yeah, yeah that, go ahead. that's exactly why I put your stuff um, basically right away mm -hmm. um, because it's just, it's just such a foundational element that, you know, exactly how you say is that your, your thoughts can actually influence your, your outcomes in that way because one of the biggest problems and challenges I see with patients uh, when they first come to see me is that they're very fear avoidant. They're, they're afraid of the symptom flares. Um, they don't understand. They, you know, they've, they've been told that anything that provokes their symptoms is detrimental and they should be avoiding it at all costs. And, you know, that's not, not exactly true, but trying to get them even just to, to, to get out of that mindset is, is, mm -hmm. is, is a real big challenge. And so um, mm -hmm. I think, I think exactly what you're saying, just in terms of how does that frame your, frame your experience is just so so vital and that's why yours is just boom right up front yeah you know and I think it makes so much sense when people are nervous or fearful to try these you know recommended exercises and and whatever it is that they need to go through whether it's vestibular or um, you know physical therapy and and so on and it makes sense of course you don't want to do that it makes you feel bad or it might provoke some flare in your symptoms mm -hmm. and I think one of the uh, modules I talk a lot about you know working with that how, you, how can you work with these 
um, you know, fears, worries, anxieties, whatever might be coming up around moving forward with what's been recommended to you, um, because it makes sense, you know, fear and anxiety show up because it's trying to protect you, right? It's right. trying to say, hey, something's not right here. I don't feel in balance. Mm-hmm. And the irony or paradox or whatever the, the right word for that might be of concussion is that you almost have to evoke some of these symptoms to help increase your symptom threshold. So it's sort of this really um, strange but you know, important uh, piece to really wrap your head around. And I think that can be missed sometimes if you're only receiving physical therapy or if you're only receiving vestibular rehabilitation, that the piece around um, what is going to help with your continuity of care or your receptivity to care is that you also need to understand what might be holding you back Mm -hmm. or what types of thoughts, emotions, or behaviors may really be interfering with um, your ability to move forward with what's been recommended to you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as you said, I think it's such an integral part. Yeah, it's it's just huge. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we go on, sorry, Cam, uh, I wanted to yeah. mention the second part of the content uh, that I didn't get to yet. And so, the first is really laying the foundation for that—the thoughts, emotions, behaviors, how there's this mind, how the mind-body connection plays such an important role. And then secondly, we'll move into practices. So actually learning what to do with this information that uh, you've you've gained in terms of the mind-body connection and how you can use practices like mindfulness and meditation to help promote your recovery. And as a way to sort of, uh, to the point that you and Paul made earlier, regulate this nervous system that's constantly in a state of hyperarousal or that fight or flight response um, and how that can be connected as well. Mm-hmm. Something I just want to go back to just quickly before uh, we move on is exactly what you were saying about um, just this weird paradox when it comes to concussion, because mm-hmm. your, you know, your fears and anxieties are there initially to protect you, right? Like, um, you know, there's, there's something dangerous going on. So your, you know, your fight or flight happens and you want to run away from it. And, you know, generally when there's issues going on with your nervous system, you're going to have those types of fight or flight moments, but they're going to happen um, at things that are essentially innocuous, but you're, you don't, you don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to reduce that over time, you actually have to push into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, to say you want to face your fears in a way, but, but you kind of have to, you kind of have to do that. And so, you know, things are going to be challenging you are going to, you know, kind of feel like crap from time to time. But I think that, you know, the stuff that you're putting into this, um, and all the resources and everything else that go with it, I think is going to really help people to kind of push through that a little bit and, and, and mm. kind of make sense of all of it. So when you were, when you were making this, um, your, your, your content, what, what areas are you kind of most excited in sharing, um, you know, on, on your section, what things are you really, really excited to share with, with the patients that do it? Yeah. Well, maybe the first one is just building off what you said there around empowering people to, to learn how to cultivate and, and, and uh, develop resilience to these stresses. And what you're saying uh, regarding you know, needing to lean into some of these uncomfortable symptoms requires some level of tolerance to stress and building resilience to uncomfortable things. And so mm-hmm. I think you know, bringing this element in is something I'm really excited to kind of share. It also really normalizes how people are feeling. I mean, sometimes if you're going through rehabilitation, it might feel like that piece is missed or maybe isn't really acknowledged that wait a second there's 
all sorts of things going on in your brain that are trying to protect you and keep you safe. Um, yet, how do you work through those so that you can see gains in your recovery? So this piece around resilience, I think, is very exciting for me um, to share with with everyone. And uh, I find it very empowering. You know, Paul said that as well, that just putting this information together, I think for me, it just feels like I'm giving um, our course participants tools that, that they can empower themselves to make a difference in their recovery. That as much as it's not a replacement for the health professionals you already have, but that it's going to supplement by giving you all this background knowledge and skills and techniques and information that's going to help you be able to move forward um, feeling more confident and with this resilience. So I think that is number one in terms of um, what I'm most excited about. And then, you know, having the resources that we're going to offer in the community support to really help people if they might even use the modules we present as information to say, hey, this is where I'm struggling or mm -hmm. hey, this is where I'm stuck. Great. Well, now they've learned something really important about how to move forward. So learning about the things that you might be stuck in, I see it as actually an opportunity for growth. How can we start to use that to move forward? and in their recovery. So um, I think those two pieces are, are really essential and important for me. And it's like you, you, you said something earlier about um, just the, the overall resilience of, of, of going through these difficult situations and being able to get through it. Um, I actually closed the course and you don't even know this yet because we haven't gone through it together. But um, the way that I close the course is is basically if 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 you were able to get through this, you can get through anything, mm -hmm. right? Because this is such a challenge for so many people, and it affects so many areas of your physical, mental, social health, um, and even financial health, which which affects a whole bunch of things too. The stresses that everything puts on you, um, and so there's a lot of stuff to be learned from this, even just for life. Um, you know, putting these things into place and, and, and getting through it, right? Everything or anything worth doing is, you know, going to be difficult. And so if you can get through this, there's, you know, there's nothing that can stay in your way after this, which mm -hmm. I think is, uh, which I think is super, super important. Mm -hmm. And uh, that information is going to stay that you can always go back and, and take a look and, and really use it. You know, perhaps mm -hmm. one thing isn't relevant today, but it may be a month down the road or mm -hmm. six months mm -hmm. down the road. And that's why we set it up the way we did. I mean, we set it up as kind of a membership platform so people can actually keep access to it. It's not meant yeah. to just be, you know, one and done, but we know that there's going to be things that come up, you know, down the road that you're going to need to review and refresh. But as long as you know where to find those resources, it's always right at your, you know, right, completely right at your fingertips. So. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's awesome. So in your mind, um, I mean, these are obviously the conversations and education that you have with your patients and the, and the tips and stuff that you, that you provide to them. So who do you think would benefit, you know, most from, from this type, type of course? We've kind of geared it towards um, more of the chronic patients. Was there anyone in particular that you think your content especially would be appealing to just in terms of maybe the symptoms they might have or, um, you know, challenges they might be facing? Can you think of anything? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, as you said, I think it's really applicable for anyone who's experienced concussion, whether they're six months in or two years in or, or more. Um, absolutely, you know, 
if it's become more chronic, then this mindset piece may be really important to you. Uh, if your symptoms have become more chronic and, and the thought around, you know, how do I work with that? How do you work with symptoms that have stuck around longer than you expected? How do you work with expectations mm. and, and uh, keep that resilience um, to be able to move forward? So I think whether or not it is someone who um, is new into their recovery journey or, you know, down the road, it's still really, really relevant, um, either way. And perhaps even I was thinking, uh, as we were sort of gearing it more to people who have been suffering with certain symptoms for longer than six months, which is sort of that definition of chronic, um, that even people who are still early on, how amazing would it be to get this foundational knowledge before it even reaches that, um, transition to chronic that, you know, if, if, you know, I could count, I can't even count how many times with clients of mine that I just said, gosh, I wish I had seen you a year ago. I wish I had seen you two years ago. Mm -hmm. Not that we can't do great work and really recover uh, wherever you are in your journey, but that uh, sometimes not having this foundation knowledge and this sort of really comprehensive look at what's happened for you can be a barrier or at least you know push things in terms of prolonging recovery so I think it really speaks to to individuals no matter where they are on mm -hmm. their recovery journey mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm right on the same page I think that one of the one of the things that I always think of is just like oh if I had only seen you you know like a couple of weeks after your injury it's like you wouldn't even yeah. be in this situation right now because we would have just done the right things right away right and mm -hmm. I always say that's too is like the longer it's been the harder it's going to be because this type of stuff starts to get ingrained in in you and the more you know people are generally told to pull back from things and not to push into them and that's just been the cornerstone for concussion recovery forever uh, and people have a hard time wrapping their mind around it, especially when their healthcare professionals have and telling them continuously to, you know, avoid anything that causes symptoms. And so they get this idea that gets ingrained in their mind. And as they pull back, everything just gets more deteriorated and more deteriorated and weaker and weaker and weaker. So the longer it's been that you've been in this state, the harder it is to recover, but you still can. And I think that's what people, people don't realize is that you still can. It takes more work. It's mm -hmm. harder, but it's definitely worth doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's, that's something that, you know, that's why I put all of your information, like I said, like right up front, this is something that needs to be ingrained into their, into their mindset before they can mm -hmm. even hope to recover because as they go through, things are going to get difficult, but this is mm -hmm. here to be a support tool and something they can refer back to. And, yeah. know, and with the, the mental and emotional well-being piece, it looks different for everyone. And, you know, regardless of, you know, so there's a lot of traffic coming outside my window, you probably hear it, but um, regardless of, you know, where you're coming from at, to the course, uh, it, it's going to look different. And so I, what I hope that I've done is put together enough information that will, will uh, speak to people along their various stages uh, of this. And whether you're someone who's maybe had lifelong anxiety or depression before your concussion, your needs are gonna be really different than someone who's maybe developed health anxiety since your concussion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's so many different audiences. And I think that's what's so unique about putting this information together for this course is trying to speak to these different audiences and um, it, like Paul said as well, we welcome your feedback to this. Help us know how we can provide you with information in the way that's going to be best for you. So you might hear something that I don't expand on 
And please let us know so that that's something I can keep in mind and, and we can include in, in future, you know, versions of this course. Yeah, I think that's, that's something to just keep in mind that this is going to be a living, breathing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we update as new information comes out, as feedback comes in, if people want more of a certain thing, we help to do it. And that's why, that's why we're offering the founders, founders discount and mm-hmm. uh, today to get people in there to have, to have their say, to, you know, get, let them. Uh, be the first to kind of take a run at it. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that too. Me anyway, too. M- Melinda, uh, I won't take up any more of your day, um, but it was nice chatting with you and uh, mm-hmm. so grateful that you've joined us on this and um, look forward to kind of getting into groups and seeing your comments and, and the questions that roll in. Um, and uh, yeah, so for everyone else who's listening, the course is The Concussion Fix and it is with myself, Dr. Karen Marshall, Concussion Doc. Uh, Dr. Paul Herkel and Melinda Krynan-Hill. It is, I think, 12 modules long, 25 lessons. I don't even know how many hours of content and resources and documents to download, but you can find it if you go to concussiondoc.io. For those listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, we put a link in the show notes below, and you can click on that and go to that and sign up for it. For those that are on Instagram and watching this live, if you go to my post today, uh, concussion underscore doc, or if you go to the complete concussions post today and comment how long you've been dealing with post-concussion syndrome, we will send you a link with a coupon so that you can get some money off uh, today. The coupon does expire Thursday at midnight. So by the time this podcast comes out next week, unfortunately, that sale will be over. But this just benefits everyone who follows us on social media and watches us live. So there you go. Melinda. Paul, who's now gone, but I want yes. to thank both of you guys uh, Thanks, Cam. for coming on today and uh, sharing everything. And I think this course is going to help so many people. So I'm super, super pumped about it. Yeah. I look forward to having more conversations like this. Yeah, for sure. Okay. okay. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.